Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. If you would, go ahead and hit that like, share, and subscribe. If you've gained any value from this podcast or want to share it with other people, please do that. That'll help us reach more people for Jesus. Have you ever encountered a close talker? Does it make you uncomfortable when somebody... There's you, Everybody has a bubble, okay? And some people's bubbles are just smaller than, than ours. Some people don't have a bubble. <laughs> and some people don't have a bubble. And so, you know, I don't know what's worth... me. What's worse, encountering a close talker that's eye to eye with you, same height, taller than you, or shorter than you? <laughs> Do you want them like at, on your chin, on your forehead, or right nose to nose? Well, we have a remedy. What's that? The next time that you encounter a close talker, you just step on in <laughs> and get closer than they are. And they'll be like, why are you all up on me? Get away from me. Okay? Just... Dish it right back out. Welcome uh, to the uncomfortable truth. It works. I can't wait to do that. <laughs> do you know a close talker? I know a few. All right, do it. Please, can we get it on video? I'll I'll, I'll attempt to get it on video. That, that'll be on our Facebook link when o, when Obi does it. We'll, we'll put the video on Facebook. I will have to say that going from the world of inter, people interaction every day in person to where now a lot of my business is done online, I haven't missed the close talkers. <laughs> No. And I ran into a bunch of them in education. Right. And some people do it, I found, for two reasons. Obliviousness or to try to exert their dominance, dominance over you. <laughs> you think it's a, a conscious decision that they're asserting dominance? Some. Okay. I do, so if, I do think. So in those moments where they're talking to your chin. Yes. Those dominant those dominant situations are a little bit more uncomfortable. I think I think I think when that occurs, yeah. if I could have kept humor because it did occur, I would have leaned my chin up a little bit more and go here talking to my good chin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do they call that? Little man syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. LMS. Yes. Well, I'll lead us in prayer so we can get us on track. Here we go. Dear Lord, we love you, and uh, Lord, we we thank you for the blessing of laughter, Lord. Uh, you know, a lot of times I think we put you in this box that we create in our own brain and forget that uh, you you like to hear us laugh and you have a sense of humor and you wouldn't have given us that uh, if it wasn't something you wanted us to use, Lord. Lord, uh, help us to not take ourselves too serious, uh, which uh, I know I can definitely do, and uh, help us to spread your light and your word every chance we get to be fishers of men, Lord, and to uh, pursue you with a passion like no other. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So the beauty of what I get to do daily is I'm still a coach and a teacher like I was when I was in education. I'm just coaching and teaching people in a different capacity of money education and how you view your money and things like that. And this is more of a practical thought process today that will definitely come back to the Bible. But I think a lot of times when we're listening to a podcast or we're reading a book, we're really searching for practicality because 
as teachers, a lot of times we teach in big 30,000 foot view theoretical uh, approaches. And, and I want to kind of talk through both sides of that. That's because it casts a wider net and allows more people to be intrigued and want to learn more. The practicality really gets down to the you and me. And any guru, because we work in the, tw- in the Twitter sphere a lot and Instagram and all that, any guru who says this is the only way, that is the, an immediate red flag that you don't want to take their advice because there is not just one way outside of knowing the one true God. Okay. So I want to tell you practically how taking a bet on yourself can drastically change the life you're experiencing, but you have to make it a priority for yourself. So we have a client, uh, they're coming up on, about one year, I actually talked to him yesterday of uh, being a client of ours, and it's really more like family. And this client worked uh, at a main uh, chain store, I believe it was a Hobby Lobby, and it was a pretty good job. But he just wasn't able to accomplish the things that he knew in his gut and his heart and his calling by you know what he felt the Lord was calling him to do through that job because it was always someone else telling him where to be and at what time and those kind of things. And, and please hear me clearly, anybody listening. I'm not saying that you should not have a job or have a job or be a boss of yourself or not be a boss, whatever the case may be. But in his case, he knew there was more. So he decides to do one thing. He decides, I'm going to take one approach that I have found, in this case on Twitter, on how to make a side income. Okay? And he dives headfirst into that and what he does is a pretty cool little story is he does toy arbitrage okay now people are going so many of you may be going what does that mean basically he including me okay basically he treats toys like stock okay so he goes and he and this sounds crazy but there are people that make millions of dollars doing this okay he basically finds things that are underpriced walmart target uh local stores, things like that. And then he either holds them and sells them later because he knows they're going to, like for a Lego set, maybe it goes off the shelf or they don't make anymore. So the value skyrockets. To me, it's kind of an eBay concept. It's And he and yeah. a lot of these guys use eBay. The bread and butter is Amazon because what starts happening there is they start getting their fulfillment center to do it all, and you're just shipping it to them. And so he takes a chance on himself. And the reason I'm kind of tying all this all in is because fast forward to today, uh, roughly a year later, and because he took a chance on himself and because he trusted in what God was laying on his heart, these are his words, he now, not that it's just about money, but money gives us a lot of peace of mind to do other things that often are blessings you know, from the Lord to other people. So he does not work at Hobby Lobby anymore. Spends majority of the time with his kids and his family doing the things that he's doing to create income. And he will tell you that he is a completely different man one year later. Okay. The power of making one choice cannot ever, ever be underestimated. So as a listener, I'm going to challenge you 
to think about the thing you're either most proud of at this point in your life. I'm most proud of the family I've created, or I'm most proud of the business I've created, or I'm most proud of my relationship with uh, my wife, you know, whatever it is. And think about the one thing that you are least proud of. Okay, I'll let y'all just keep that to yourself. (laughs) 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 All right. But what I want you to do is slow down long enough to think, what choice started that trickle effect to get to the least or most proud moment? It wasn't something that happened on a whim. Or it might have been, but it, it... materialize into something that has been impactful in your life. So the reason I'm, I'm telling this story is because we often underestimate the power of doing one thing differently. So practically speaking, let me give an example. If you don't feel good about your health, okay, but you don't work out, but you know you want to, make a appointment with yourself and whatever calendar you keep whether it's paper, computer, or phone, or whatever, and say at 8 a.m. every morning, I'm going to go for a 10-minute walk. Okay? That's a practical thing that I've seen many, many people do that's very successful, and that can apply to working out. That can apply to quiet time. That can apply to eating healthy, uh, relationships, whatever. But the beauty of that appointment with yourself is is that you can't blame it on nobody if you miss it. And it locks in your brain that I'm making a commitment to myself. So, One of my favorite books I read early on in my entrepreneurial journey was Business Secrets from the Bible. And he made it very clear to me for the first time in reading that, that we cannot pour into other people, y'all heard me say this before, from an empty cup. So a lot of people and the devil will make you believe that investing in yourself is selfish. And I would make the argument that that is a bunch of baloney as long as you're keeping your eyes on Jesus. Because when you invest in yourself through your health, through your mindset, through who you surround yourself with, how you eat, what you do, how you sleep, what you read, what you take in, you're filling your cup. And when you're filling your cup, it is way easier to be stoked about pouring into someone else because it's overflowing. You have to decide what those things are that thing is but i can tell you this from that client story it only takes a commitment to changing one thing and then the halo effect that comes from that will often lead you two years three years four years down years down the road to look back and this is those little beautiful things that obi and i were talking about before the show started that fuel to your fire of encouragement of man that one choice has me sitting here today. Now I'm going to use us sitting here real quick. None of us besides maybe Shane could envision being on a podcast or having one or much less being over 40 episodes in. Okay. But we all did feel like we were called to share Jesus any way we could. So we, I, I'm speaking for myself, but I think Obi would agree for sure. I stepped way out of my comfort zone because I'd done it before already and knew that this is feels uncomfortable, but it's probably going to be a really good thing. So I don't really have like a jumping off point of like what we need to discuss other than 
Is there a one thing that you can see looking back in your life over the past year, two years, three years, five years, that the Lord has given you clarity on because I chose to do that one thing, it's had a ripple effect that's led me to a better place and something I'm proud of. Um, just kind of discuss it. I was talking to a guy yesterday um, about branding and marketing our business, and we, we kind of got down to the point of, you know, why, and Brandon was sitting here listening to the conversation, was this, when you think about branding and marketing, uh, you don't think of uh, – uh, psychological stuff, but uh, it felt like a counseling session because this guy was so good at what he did. He wanted to understand exactly what our company was about. But we got to talking about like what it's a very successful company, very successful guy that runs this company. And we got to talking about, well, what, what was that moment that, uh, that one decision that changed? And he said, you know, man, I was in a relationship for seven years and uh, it was going nowhere and that fell apart. And um, a lot of other things started falling apart. And he said, the one decision that I made was I decided to write my goals down. And he said, when I wrote my goals down, I started achieving them. It was pretty awesome. So for me, one of those things is coming recently where I got so sick and tired of fed up of how our business was running and the culture and, and how we treated people. Um, I was so uncomfortable in that. I was willing to make the change to be uncomfortable in the process of doing something different. And we don't know the full effects of what that's going to change and what that's going to look like because we are absolutely in the middle of it. But I know that God has a purpose in this and that things will be, I hesitate to say better, they will be, they will be better. They will be a little bit easier because of what things we're implementing. But that change came from a place of just being so sick and tired and fed up of what was actually going on to begin with. Oh, before you hop in, I'm going to throw a quote in there because Nate, my business partner, uses this often. Um, Jim Rohn, who is kind of the Tony Robbins before Tony Robbins, which also I think he was a little bit more grounded in the Lord. Okay, but right. anyway... Uh, one of his quotes that I love, and Shane just alluded to it, and I think we're all alluding to it, is we must all suffer one of two things, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. So every single one of us wake up every morning and have something in our belly that is either driving us or deterring us. But they're still the same thing. You know, I know I've got to get my health right so I can be a better dad, a better father, a better husband, a better friend. It can replace health with anything. What you're really saying is, is I'm, am I going to continue accepting the pain of regret for not doing it, that one thing? Or am I willing to accept the pain of discipline? And I think that that quote, although it's obviously not from the Bible, think you could go to the Bible very quickly and find that pain and discipline are a part of being a believer. And Absolutely. I think that's the, kind of the tie in there. So Obi, go ahead. And yeah. Um, I think this is an interesting topic. Um, you know, you, you haven't, you haven't come out and actually said it, uh, but I feel like that the, 
um, your, your belief is outside of your investment in the Lord and, and, um, your relationship with the Lord investing in yourself may create the best return on your investment than any other investment that you can make. 100%. That's, that's, that's what I was, that, I, I just wanted to, to make that clear in that, that seemed like that's what you were saying. And I, and I, and I feel the exact same way. Um, I feel like that you couldn't be more right. Uh, what I like, you know, in the beginning in your topic, you were talking about teachers, you were mm-hmm. talking about, um, you know, how teachers kind of paint with a broad brush so that they can reach, uh, you know, you know, kind of everyone. And in my life, the, the best teachers that I had did that, mm-hmm. but they also, were able to break it down, you know, into a, into a point where basically in, in my life, I try to teach like, um, I, I try to be able to teach to anyone, mm-hmm. but play it down to a level where a fifth grader can understand mm-hmm. it, if that makes sense, yeah, you makes know, sense. and, and, and I feel like that the teachers and the coaches that do that the best um, are the ones that have the most impact and, and are able to produce the most results. Well, and I think, you know, that point right there that you're bringing up, because we say this all the time, you ever feel like you're getting lost? Point your eyes back to the Bible and Jesus. There's not a question you have that the answer is not there. The, Jesus taught in parables for a reason. Right. Because when you read those parables in the Bible, that is relating to something that's going on in their time that the people can understand and relate to, to connect the dots of what this dude on earth that's saying he's God's son really is when he's teaching in parables or any other parable, you know, in the, in the Bible. But you know, that, that powerful piece is, is that, and I, I think a lot of times people, and Sean says this often, it's always stuck with me. He said, have you ever noticed those people that just have had all this success in the world and they're just missing that one thing of where it's coming from? Yeah. And and it is that one thing. And so I don't watch a whole lot of sports anymore, but when I hear that elite athlete on the grand stage or that person finding success at the highest level, I'm always listening to how quickly they will or won't recognize God. Because it, it's pretty quick. It's it, either it's usually at the very beginning. It is. Yeah. Or um, it's not at all. And you it just and that's not a judgment thing. That's a it breaks your heart because, you know, are you an, an unbelievable athlete who's been devoted and disciplined and made those choices? Yes. But where did the ability to make those choices and where did that skill set to be the hands and feet of Jesus come from breaks your heart because you know what kind of platform they're on. Yes. You know, you're mm-hmm. watching them on live TV mm-hmm. and then you think about what would I do in that moment? Yeah. You that's know? True. And, um, and so, yeah, um, you're right. I mean, I, I, I just, I think investing in yourself is so huge. And I think that, um, you know, we talk about you, you, early on, you talked about practical ways to invest in yourself and to, to write down your goals, uh, you know, to make, you know, what, whether it's improving your health or, you know, possibly jumping out and, and taking that leap of faith from a, um, from a career standpoint mm-hmm. or, or whatever it may be. And, you know, you get to that point, um, and, and I think, 
maybe not necessarily from a um, from a career leap of faith standpoint, but in in those moments of maybe making deciding that you're going on a health journey mm-hmm. um, or decide well, so, something along those lines, I feel like that you know there's a there's a diet for everything. You mm-hmm. know, there's well, how many different kinds of diets are there? A uh, million. Yeah, you know, bunch, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. There's there's hundreds of different kinds of diets. And I just hate the word diet. Yeah. Uh, you know, I and 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 I and I say that from a I've been down this road mm-hmm. standpoint. And and you know, in the last two years, I've lost fifty five pounds. Um I've lost fifty five pounds not doing a diet. It was <laughs> it, it was it was a lifestyle change. I changed the way that I was living. Did you change the way you thought about things too? Absolutely. Mindset. It was a mindset change. Yep. Uh, I, I, it, I was the guy that woke up and ate breakfast at lunchtime. I was going to eat lunch at dinner. It was time to eat dinner every single day, no matter what, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, most of those meals were pretty hearty, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I feel like that the American culture ingrains us to think that we have to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And um, I'm here to tell you that that's not the case. Yeah, you, you do not have to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. In fact, fasting, which is spoke of often in the Bible, uh, often, is very good for your health. It's very good for your body. It's a reset button that you can hit for your health anytime you want to hit it. But the mindset has to be right. Mm-hmm. It has to be right. And, um, you know, I would lose 10 or 15 pounds, and in two months it'd be back on. And I'd lose 10 or 15 pounds, and in two months it'd be back on. It was never a lifestyle. I've lost 55 pounds, and I'm sitting right where I want to be. And I I know that I'm not putting it back on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I just know it's, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to allow it to happen. Um, I do know where I struggle mm-hmm. and I have, I have pinpointed that and I'm fixing it and, uh, and I, and I'm aware of it. And so whenever I do see those moments of struggle, you know, or, or, or feel like I'm falling back into a little bit of a trap reset, mm-hmm. reset, I hit the reset button. And, and so like you said, Everything's a mindset. Um, you know, everything is a, it, uh, the diet fad creates uh, quick results. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then because you thought that that might change your mindset, uh, you know, and it doesn't, um, you know, it, it, it typically fails, you, you know, know, from my experience. The, since you said return on investment, which I love, I agree. The more you pour into improving your mindset, you know, the greater potential of return that you're creating. And it's a lot like, uh, we use this analogy a lot, a boiling pot of water. At 211 degrees, it's just water. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of heat that had to occur and transition through that water to get it to 212 where it's boiling. And Obi, you and I were talking about this for the podcast again. You can't always see that momentum building up. So I think it goes back to the quote, you know, regret or discipline. Okay. Um, I was speaking to someone the other day that uh, 
in the world that we're our business is in, I get to connect with a lot of people who struggle with alcohol. And not coincidentally, and I, I consider this a blessing, oftentimes there'll be a connection made and they'll ask me some tips. And it's 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 me on that podium, okay? This is this is how I envision it. Am I gonna tell them what I did? Or am I gonna tell them what Jesus did that I decided to follow? And don't think that the devil doesn't try to get me to pat myself on the back and tell him what I did first. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, but what I've normally been able to say, if they're a believer, okay, because you can't hit a non-believer over the head with the Old Testament. You got to well, love them. Why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, they run away and they call you a hypocrite and say, that's not what I want to be. Yeah. You know, I feel like I need to, I feel like just because of what you just said that I've got to, I've got to back up for one second with my with my my weight loss journey you know um the t- I was able I was when I whenever I was able to make that lifestyle change it was literally like right in the middle of a hardcore sanctification process mm-hmm. I was getting I was getting right with the Lord and surrendering my life to the Lord and one of the things that the Lord was really, really putting on my heart was my health. Yep. And 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 I and and I'd str- I've struggled with it for most of my adult life. And and he was like, you know, fuck, just keep coming, keep mm-hmm. coming. We're gonna we're gonna fix this. And I I totally there's no doubt that I would not have been able to change my mindset without seeking the Lord. There's just, I I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. Uh, You you know, I don't really know how to explain it other than the fact that whenever I was, it's almost like it was one of the sins that God was having me turn from, Mm -hmm. whether it be gluttony or I don't know what it, I don't know. I don't know if I I never felt like that, you know, that was, you know, I was glut, gluttony. I don't even know if that's how you say that word, but <laughs> we'll go with it because well, I'm not sure either. Yeah, but but nevertheless, I, I feel like that. Um, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's no way that I would have been able to create a lifestyle change in something that has been habitual for 30 years, um, and and just flip it that fast and it could, because at that point in my life there were so many things that were changing mm-hmm. and so many things that I was turning from from a from a sin standpoint and, and and things that were surfacing in my life that the Lord was saying you know what this isn't of me that we, we, we've got to change this and that was absolutely one of them and and so yeah I didn't I didn't do it mm-hmm. the Lord put it in my heart and in my mind that I could do it and, yeah and, and we and we did. From the source. So mm-hmm. a part of my journey is just dealing with pornography. I don't really talk about it a whole lot yet. <laughs> I hope, hope to have a platform at some point to talk more about it. But uh, it's it's just so dirty. You know, it's a dirty thing to talk about. But I think it's uh, very important to get it out there. Um, but I've pretty much struggled since the Internet was accessible. Right. Um, I mean, that's. It's been part of my life and my journey and my struggle uh, since he, since I had access to the internet and about a year and a half ago through a sanctification process and being aware 
of why and when and how those things happen when I put myself in those situations, my heart had to change. It wasn't about the the things that I tried before that. It wasn't uh, about just saying I'm going to stop. You know, I'm going to stop. <clears throat> and that worked for a little while. And then, you know, you fail again, I'm going to stop. It had to be a mindset, a heart change, um, and, and going to the root of the problem in order to have some consistency in giving that up. Um, very difficult. The, the st- once the heart change happened and being aware of when, when those moments happened, when I would look at porn, once those things happened, when you get to the root, it's easier to, to fix the problem. Isn't that cool? It's pretty neat. It's, it's just the way God designed it. Yeah. You know, I think about, I think about how we can, we can talk about that journey. And when we think about, when we think about when the, when that heart changed happened from that point on, it really, don't get me wrong. It's very, it's, it's difficult, but there are times where it seems easy Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, but at that, I point, think I right. think what you're for me, what you're referring to, is like I heard it described this way for me with alcohol. I had sunglasses on. The sun was alcohol. Okay, now I was I finally took the sunglasses off to see the world in a new way, and it took quite a while to get my eyes to adjust to what I need, needed to really see. That's really clarity. And the clarity for all three of us in three very different avenues of, of challenges, you know, porn, weight, alcohol, was seeking Jesus. And we, we sell Jesus short every day when we don't think we can seek him with any single challenge that we have. And uh, I have a good friend that I'm connected with, and he says, more of you, less of me. That's his prayer every day. More of you, less of me. More of you through me. Okay, so that clarity comes from when we're seeking the one thing. Right. And the one thing needs to always start with Jesus. And anything else that we're struggling with or we're excited about or we're disappointed in or we can't wait to do, if we're seeking him, it'll align appropriately or the door will shut. We're talking about three different things that ruin people's lives. Yes. We're talking yeah. about we're talking about three different things that that lead to suicide. Mm-hmm. We're talking about three different things that literally can ruin <laughs> your your family, everything, everything. It can mm-hmm. ruin it all. Yeah. And 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 we're talking about getting to a point where it almost feels like this is you know, I got this. Yeah, yeah this know, I, does not define me it, anymore. Exactly. Yep. No and, more. And the only way you get to that point is aligning yourself with the Lord. That's right. And isn't 100%. that cool that we can all three in just a complete or in complete agreeance on that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and how exciting for our listeners, if they're struggling with that, to know that there are three testimonies right here on three different completely different fronts of things that could totally ruin your life Mm -hmm. that, that we can tell you right now we beat that Mm -hmm. and we're going to keep beating it because we're not going to let each other fall. And we beat that. And, and it's because we chose to 
surrender to the Lord, give it to the Lord, and and follow Jesus. Yeah, there's that, and I want to emphasize what Obi's saying here because God gives us the choice. That is the only way that we can have the beautiful, intimate relationship with him is to have the choice to choose him. Amen. And I would say we probably all say that we weren't choosing him at the level that we could have been, should have been, were able to until the point of the breaking point of, God, I'm seeking you. You know, let whatever else it is that's challenging me be a testimony to your grace and patience and love. And we're not. We're also not saying that the devil doesn't. Oh shoot! The devil doesn't peek in. No oh, absolutely. Uh, He's know, still attacking. Absolutely. He yeah. he keeps attacking, and and but we're going to keep turning to what we know um, can beat the devil. Yeah, and, absolutely. And we can't do it. No. And that's no. where the whole keeping your cup full comes in. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to. You. If you don't think you're under attack daily, if you're seeking the Lord, then you're delusional. Okay, now if you're not seeking the Lord, he likes you in that corner and you're going to be there kind of to your own demise, which we can all relate to. But if you're seeking him, you then need to start filling your cup, which is getting in the word, being around people who are broken just like you, but seeking him, uh, reading and just all these things that invest in your relationship with the Lord. Absolutely. So my wife will always say when, when I'm leaving or when the kids are going somewhere, as you're driving or, or walking out of the house, make good choices. <laughs> I love it. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And what, what she means is, like, think about what you're doing before you do it. Mm-hmm. Don't make choices <clears throat> that are going to affect you negatively when you have the opportunity to make the, the right choice to begin with. I like that. So yeah. think about the choices that you're making today. And make a better choice. Um, but like Brandon Obi, you're saying that your, your cup has to be full. We have to have a relationship with the Lord to understand what choices are the right ones that we should be making. We appreciate you joining us today. It's been a great day, and we're thankful to have you. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.